All right, we've got our instant reaction edition of Side Retired. We did predict that this would happen on last night's episode, but here we are again giving you guys some new news in baseball, including managerial changes, hires, fires, and everything in between. So let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. He's a Milwaukee Brewer and not anymore. And he's also not a New York Met. Surprisingly, today we found out that Craig Council is the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball history. And it's with the Chicago Cubs, something that I don't think anybody, at least not the four of us, foresaw coming. And it seems like, based on all the tweeting from all the insiders, nobody else saw this coming. But Craig Council is officially a Chicago Cub. David Ross has been fired. The Mets earlier in the day, so this happened before Craig Council signed Carlos Mendoza to be their new manager, and the Cleveland Guardians in turn also hired Stephen Vogt to be their manager. So three hirings took place. There are still three teams to go needing new managers, but it's Dylan, it's James, it's Nico, it's Potter. We're talking all things managerial carousel part two. How are we doing? Instant reactions. What's happening in baseball? The, the last hour and a half has just been like, a whirlwind of Twitter. Like it started with like his decisions coming today. And I'm like, everyone's like, Oh, Mets, Mets brewers. Calm. It's what everyone thought. Then Mets Simon Doza. And it seems like he's staying. And then says he's leaving. And then I was instantly thinking Astros because it made too much sense. And I thought the world was going to fall apart and then lands on the Cubs, which is just the last thing that like, I think I was expecting. Um, I mean, again, great move for the Cubs. Cubs get one of the best managers in the league. And again, it really solidifies the fact that a lot of people thought, especially with Bellinger, likely out this year to everyone in everyone's mind, really opens up the fact that the Cubs may be even more aggressive than they were last year. I think the weird thing is nobody saw the Cubs being the team that was going to sign the most lucrative contract in history because David Ross. Great manager. And as you just said, had a good 2023 season. Didn't really do anything wrong. And here he is now looking for a new job. And the Cubs have arguably one of the greatest managers in MLB history. James, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's totally out of left field. Um, it'll be interesting to see if this pushes the Cubs over over the top. You know, uh, they've been behind the birds the last couple of years. Um, I guess going and taking their manager is one way to try and try and push yourself ahead of them um yeah i mean this will be interesting uh i mean obviously there's a a a rivalry from the sense that they're in the same division and these two teams obviously don't like each other uh from that sense but i mean going in and just stealing their manager out of left field is is definitely going to add some fuel to the fire uh for next season so i think i'll definitely be tuning in uh, to watch the first series of uh cubs brewers next year something i don't think i would really have any interest in uh, about two hours ago. And I think it's also going to be interesting is David Ross seems, at least in my head, a strong candidate for the Brewers job because I know they interviewed Gabe Kapler. They might promote from within with a Pat Murphy type or Quentin Berry type of person. But David Ross is now one of the most appealing managerial guys out there with three job openings still present in the Astros, the Padres, and now the Milwaukee Brewers. Pot are your thoughts? Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder there. I think It'll be really interesting to see if David Ross ends up in Chicago. I'm sorry, ends up in Milwaukee. Another thing that I think is kind of just a little bit sad is that, you know, he was a really pivotal 
part of Chicago, both from a playing side and then from a manager side. So it's it's sort of like an end of an era uh, in Chicago. But, you know, Craig Council is one of the best managers. So, you know, Chicago makes doesn't make a bad move there, but it, it definitely signifies sort of an, an end of an era with the Cubs. And I think the funny thing is it doesn't seem like this was planned. The Cubs were fully ready to move with David Ross as their manager going forward. And then this opportunity basically presented itself. I know the sources out there are saying that the Cubs didn't even request an interview for Craig Council prior to November 1st. That was just the Mets. That was just the Guardians. And all of a sudden, basically in the last 48 hours, the Cubs realized Council's out there. Doesn't seem like he's staying with Milwaukee. Doesn't seem like he's all that enthused about the New York Mets. Let's just float an offer out there, see what happens, and what do you know? But Craig Council is now the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball with the Chicago Cubs. I will then quickly, because we do want to talk about the Chicago Cubs in more depth, but what's next for them? This obviously isn't the ending. Is the offseason spending spree about to begin? But, Nico. Yeah, I think, again, going off of that for the Brewers, I think this all but solidifies that they're kind of going to be selling this offseason. I mean, you let Council walk. Again, not a lot of question, big question mark on who's the manager. Corbin Burns has already been said that he's probably going to be on the outs. I think this may be the beginning of the end of like this kind of consistent Brewers team we've seen with Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddy Peralta. I would not be shocked if Corbin Burns leaves and other people, Canner Array left. I would not be shocked if a lot of other people are dealt this offseason. So let's talk about the Cubs. James, is Shohei Otani next? Is resigning Cody Bellinger next? Where are they going? Yeah, I mean, clearly they have to be taking a, looking to take a step uh, financially uh, upward in the, the salary uh, or the luxury tax, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what direction this team really wants to go. They do have some young talent. Um, they do have, you know, a guy like Marcus Stroman who declined his option. Um the pitching is a little questionable. Uh, they did have some emerging stars in the bullpen. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely some holes on this Cubs team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they decide to go sign some of these guys they had on one-year prove-it deals uh, back to longer-term contracts, uh, such as Bellinger, Stroman, um, and others. Uh, but with, you know, Christopher Morrell, um, Dansby Swanson locked down, um, th- there's a lot of different ways they can take this team. Uh, they, they obviously have money to spend and will probably spend it. Um, but right now I don't know which, uh, which direction they should go. I think, I think starting pitching is probably the best place to start. And Potter, let's come to you with your expertise on the second team that hired a manager today. Carlos Mendoza is the choice after Buck Showalter walked out the door earlier this month. And it seemed very likely that the Mets were going to go with an established route. They interviewed Andy green. They interviewed Craig council. And in the end, it is once again a common theme with the New York Mets of late, a first-time manager who will be learning on the job. Yeah, you know, knee-jerk reaction was, oh my God, this sucks. We're not getting counsel. We're getting, you know, some random bench coach uh, from the Yankees, no less, you know, our crosstown rivals. Um, but, you know, with a new president, there's going to be a new GM probably. Um there, this is I don't I you know I hate to say that this is another new era in in Mets baseball, but you know there's possibility that there is a new era in Mets baseball. There's a possibility that you know maybe this guy can prove himself as a manager, can do something. Um, I don't want to I don't want to kind of jump on the the like I saw Frank the Tank was going crazy about how disappointed he was. Um, 
I don't want to go there just yet. I want to give him some time. Um, you know, at least give him a chance to see what he can do. I don't know. It's it's tough to judge a guy because there's two different thoughts going on in my mind. And then we'll give Nico and James their non-Mets biased opinion. One end of me is thinking four teams actively pursued Carlos Mendoza this offseason. That was the Mets, the Guardians, the Padres, I believe, creating the fourth. It might have been the Astros, but I could be wrong. There's a fourth one that pursued a Carlos Mendoza contract, which means he's obviously a hot and good commodity that could be a good manager one day in the future. The problem is with this Mets core of Pete and Lindor and McNeil and Nimmo, We've seen how they perform with first-time managers who seem more hands-off, a la Luis Rojas, a la, I hate to say his name, Mickey Calloway, and the results weren't pretty. So the problem with this is that you're getting an unproven commodity and that, for all we know, Carlos Mendoza is the great next manager in Major League Baseball. But the problem is we don't know. And when there were other options out there, such as paying Craig Council or trying to lure A.J. Hinch or trying to lure Alex Cora or bringing back another former manager in baseball history. There were other people out there that were more proven, but it seems like Carlos Mendoza is the best of the new first year manager hires. So it's not a sad day. It's not a bad day. It could have been a lot better, but there are worlds out there where we're hiring a lot worse people is how I'm understanding what just transpired in Mets land. Nico. I mean, I think the Mets just have to trust David Stearns. I think it's that simple. I think there's a lot that's been said about how good David Stearns is and how excited everyone was about the hire. If you're very excited about David Stearns, it's as simple as you got to trust with who he goes with. It's obvious that this was the guy that they wanted. I think that, Mendoza was a guy that was heavily coveted by, again, three other teams, like you said. He ended up with the Mets. So I think, look, he's new, obviously. you rather someone more solidified. If you can get counsel, obviously counsel is the guy to get. He's the best manager in the league. But I don't think this is the end of the world. I think if you're so excited about David Stearns, which a lot of Mets fans were, you have to trust that this is the right move because it's his, it's his guy. It's that simple. He went with his guy. He went with the guy that he wanted. It was him or council and the Mets got one B of one A or one B. So if those were the two guys, you have to just at least have trust in what David Stearns is thinking because we've spent the last, what, two weeks since he's been hired thinking that David Stearns is going to write this ship and him and Steve Cohen are going to make the Mets actually relevant. If you actually think that's going to happen with David Stearns, you just have to trust that Luis Rojas, I mean, not Luis Rojas, um, Carlos Mendoza is the right move. The problem is, I think there's a world that Matt Potter is still a Notre Dame student by the time Carlos Mendoza is fired. And maybe that's the cynical Mets fan in me, but. Then you don't trust Stearns. I do. I you don't. Stearns it's won. his first move. He's made one move. I assume he He's won. He's over one in your mind on moves. He can't. If you trust Stearns at all, it's not like Carlos Mendoza was like, oh, we didn't get counsel. So we're scrambling to hire a guy. That's not what this was. This was, there was two candidates always. If you guys got counsel, then you guys hit the jackpot. And in a realist, more realistic role, which not even because Craig Council was realistic, 
but or you got Carlos Mendoza. This wasn't a scramble move. This was a you had two guys, and rather than pursue the the improbability of getting counsel, you got Mendoza. This isn't a settling. This is you guys choosing another guy. And if you don't like that he chose another guy, then you already don't like the first decision David Stearns has made, and you don't like, trust. I didn't like the first movie when he fired. Saying, but you don't trust when David Stearns when he fired, fired Buck Showalter. I wasn't a fan of it because I think this team needs a veteran leader because this clubhouse has seemed to be an interesting dynamic based on what people are are saying so far so again we can't criticize carlos mendoza he's never managed a game in his life so for all we know he's the next terry francona and is going to lead the mets to three world series championships but i know yankee fans have hated aaron boone for the last year plus and carlos mendoza was sitting right there in the yankee said now nah, we're good with boone every single Good coach was a rookie at some point. True, but I think this team didn't need a rookie. This team needed someone who has done. But every team says every team doesn't want a rookie head coach. Not true. Like I think, I think the Brewers right now could have a very solid rookie coach. Yes, but every team could get a a book a very good head coach that's solidified. They would always pick them, but sometimes you have to take a new coach. And I don't think this is a bad hire. I think it's just people are reacting that they didn't get the best coach in the league. Yes. And this and people are thinking that Carlos Mendoza is them settling. They're not settling. They just chose of the two options, they just chose the other guy. It's not this isn't a settle. This isn't a scramble move. If this I was agree. a scramble move, it'd be different. But this isn't a scramble. This is just they had two options and they went with the second. I agree. And the I key think- is the Mets chose Mendoza before council was announced to the Cubs, which means the Mets might have actually chosen, and we don't know the order of operations on what happened, but Mendoza had options, the Mets had options, and they wound up together, which means that at some level, both of them chose the other one over other alternatives. James? I just think that the manager position in baseball doesn't really even matter that much. (laughs) What are we recording a podcast about right now? Well, I'm just saying, like we're like I'm just saying, like you want like people are like, oh, this is like a terrible hire. This is a huge mistake. Like, how could the Mets? It's like, I mean, what? Like, it's not like Mendoza is the difference between winning 74 games and like not like you're not going to win 100 games with Council and like 90 games with Mendoza. Like, it's at most it's like a two or three game swing, probably. Like at most, like. I mean, there's really not a lot of coaching to do in baseball. I mean, it's just making pitching change decisions. Like, I mean, I mean you're being sent a lineup from from the general manager. I mean, you, you have the nine guys that you know you're going to have to play 130 games of the year. Like, and, and nowadays, especially with how, how hands-on front offices are, most of the pitching decisions are, are coming from there anyways or from the analytical department. So I, I really think in the year 2020. Three heading into twenty twenty four, that manager a manager is just very obsolete. You you just have to make sure you can keep the clubhouse level headed, and I don't think that that's too tall of a task for for any guy that's been around baseball for as long as most of these managers have. Yeah, I mean, again, is Brandon? Everyone's saying Brandon Hyde's now a good coach. Did he just willingly just coach the Orioles to having the best record in the East, or was it more in the East, or was it more that? They got Adley Rushman and Gunnar Henderson. And on the same token, was firing Joe Girardi and hiring Rob Thompson what got the Phillies to the World Series? 
no. I mean, as much as it seems like it would be because, oh, wow, Rob, he took the interim job and then they made the World Series. No, it's because Schwarber, Harper, JT and all of them and Castellanos woke up and they got into the postseason and they got hot last year. Again, just like James said, the manager means 5%, 10, 10% if we're talking a lot. Mm-hmm. It's mainly what your team. So again, like this whole thing, if the Mets suck next year, I'm ready, I'm ready for every single Mets guy to say Carlos Mendoza is a bad manager, even though they sucked this year. So mm-hmm. again, if nothing changes, why would they be good next year? No, I, it's, there's no, this can't be viewed. And I know we're thinking on the spot because we're recording right after having this can't be viewed as a bad hire. People can be upset about who ended up with the job, but that can't be because of Carlos Mendoza. That can be because you're disappointed it's not Craig Council. I think that's a fair assessment of where Mets fans' heads are at right now. And that there's a little disappointment that a guy we've literally flirted with for probably a year at this point decided to go somewhere else because of money or because of proximity to his hometown because he was staying near Milwaukee and Chicago. But um, I know at least I was looking forward to the council Stearns dynamic duo. And now we just, there's a chance the Mets are better with Carlos Mendoza. And that is where it does come to the point that Nico just said, Mets fans out there, do you trust David Stearns? And if you do, then this is a good hire because he's a highly sought after managerial candidate. And he's the first manager that Stearns has hired in his baseball career. Because I think, as we've learned with Steve Cohn in the past, he will spend whatever money is necessary. So I guarantee if council, the deal was, hey, the Cubs offered eight, but I'll come to the Mets if you offer me nine. And Stearns went to Steve and said, I really want council. I bet Cohn would have had no problem offering the $9 million. So there is a point where David Stearns is very comfortable with Carlos Mendoza being the next manager of the Mets. And we'll just see what happens going forward. But a less controversial managerial tree happening all on its own in Cleveland Shout out to Stephen Vogt, manager for the New York Met, or for the Cleveland Guardians now. Backup catcher for the Oakland A's for a long time. Played baseball. One of those guys as a backup catcher. You figure he's going to be a great manager at some point. And now he gets to be the Cleveland Guardians manager of the future. So our thoughts on Stephen Vogt. I personally love it. I mean, I'm a big Stephen Vogt guy. I think what he did for baseball, he just being a, a nice veteran presence for the A's for like the whole 2010s I think it was phenomenal I think he's a guy that people are going to root for I think the Guardians again like we we're talking about the role of a manager he's gonna be the guy that's going to grow with the Guardians they don't need a guy like Craig Council which obviously everyone needs Craig Council but they don't need a guy that's necessarily as established you can afford to get a guy like Steve-O who again first manager job he's going to grow with the team with a really young team that's building you have a nice core you have obviously Andres Jimenez had a down year but Jose Ramirez again solid piece that's going to be there until he retires I like Steven Vogt and I can certainly say I don't know how it's going to end up but I'll definitely be rooting for him James any thoughts on Steven Vogt yeah I mean I think it'll be interesting hire um Seems to be the new trend uh, for most teams as they go find a former player uh, that's just generally liked by the baseball community uh, and pick them to be their new manager. Uh, David Ross, now Stephen Vogt. Uh, it is interesting how it's always catchers. Uh, you know, when you look even back to like Girardi, Council, awesome. um, Osmus. Um, yeah, it's just it's very funny how how the catching position. Uh, known as like the leader, quote unquote, on the baseball field, always seems to find their way to the managerial spot. 
I like it. So let's then talk about the three teams that are still looking for managers. We're getting our predictions and you can go as many as you want, or you can just talk about one of the positions. We've got the Astros, the Padres and the Brewers. Who's going to end up being the manager? You can either go for one or if you want to mention all three, go for it. Um, I think it's more and more. Again, I said it earlier. I think the Astros are going to go in-house. So I, I that's just what I personally think. Don't think they're going to get someone like Kapler or Ross. I think the Padres is an interesting one because, again, the whole story is what are they going to do with their payroll? So that kind of makes it a question mark on what they're doing on the manager. We really don't know what the route it is. They have to cut $50 million in payroll. A lot of stuff has gotten leaked over the last couple couple days. I want to see Kapler on a team. I don't know if the Padres is the right fit, but it's too fitting because I think Kapler is going to still end up on the team. He goes to the Padres just so we can see game the first series like we were saying ross goes to the brewers and we see i just want both starting pitchers to throw out the first batter on each team just so like a brawl could start and then in the middle of it it's craig council and david ross throwing hands so that's my thing astros in-house someone like espada uh padres kapler brewers ross james yeah um if the padres are trying to be so efficient and save some money maybe they should just let the players manage the team I don't know who's the highest paid guy there. Is it Tatis? Is it Machado? Well, uh, maybe we just throw one of them as the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Just like let one of the players manage the Padres. That'd be kind of interesting. I don't see how that could ever go wrong in like any sort of way. I don't, you know, I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. the Padres who had no dysfunction at all this past season would have no problem with a player led team. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, I, I really don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like Kapler isn't isn't a guy. He's had a couple chances with a couple teams. Doesn't really seem to stick. I, I think an older guy like Showalter could make some sense in San Diego. Um, you know, maybe maybe if the front office would stop, you know, getting in the way uh, of of decisions being made uh, for the team. Uh, that's the reason why Bob Melvin left this past season. Um, I think Showalter will be good with 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 most of those guys. Uh, it's a young team, uh, having an older older manager like that, a guy who can keep it level headed and, and try and keep the guys focused. Um, what would be good for that team? Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I think I think there actually has to be a huge, huge level of uncomfort uh, for all managers though in the MLB uh, after this move by Council. Um, even when you think you're safe, like Ross, uh, you're actually not safe. Uh, and if there's a better candidate out there, teams will go over your head and replace you. Um, so hot seat MLB managers, all of them, there's every actually, single last one. There's a fourth team we forgot about. The Angels are also looking for a manager right now that we completely forgot that search was going on. And another tweet from John Heyman this It'll morning be a bad one. that was just released. Hmm? It'll be a bad one. Well. I- John Heyman just said that their finalists are Buck Showalter, Gary D. Sarcina, Benji Gill, Ray Montgomery, and Ron Washington, and maybe a couple other veteran managers. So He's send them over to LA. I think the Padres are going to go with Ryan Flaherty or Mike Schilt. They're going to stay with within because they interviewed Mendoza and that didn't happen. So I think they go with Schilt or with Flaherty. I love this whole narrative that we're building between Ross and Council swapping places, Brewers and Cubs. So sign me up. And then the really interesting one is the Astros because there are reports that Dana Brown, who's their GM, is heavily pushing for a Joe Espada-led team and that Jim Crane wants some experience in the dugout of 
Brad Osmus or Buck Walter or Walt Weiss or someone like that. So remains to be seen what happens in Houston. I know this is a cop-out answer, but I think it's going to say a lot about the dynamic of the team, whether we have a new Jerry Jones on our hands with Jim Crane or since he just hired Dana Brown to be his GM, is he going to, like we just mentioned with David Stearns, let your GM make the decisions and hire the people he wants to hire. So that's the interesting thing that's going down in Houston right now. But we, of course, will be back. This was our instant reaction episode, which pushed back some content. This is coming out here Tuesday, November 7th. And then tomorrow we will have our Danny Wexelman interview released on Wednesday, November 8th. And then we've got a couple of fun interviews for the back end of this week that we're really excited for you guys to listen to. So for Dylan, Nico, and James, unless you guys have anything else you want to throw in there, shaking, nodding heads. So until the next time, the side is retired. <laughs>